Welcome to another episode of All In San Diego, the podcast that highlights the people and places that make San Diego awesome. We are your hosts, AJ and Sarah, and this is going to be a, a, a quicker episode than usual, but a very important one. This is kind of a, we, we've been drawn into action by a need in our community, and and, yeah. why, and, and we're, we're happy to, uh, to get the word out about something that's going on, so... If you guys have been listening to AJ and me for a while, you know that we have a real soft spot for animals. So it's not like a bleeding heart, especially for dogs. And we have been following every animal shelter in San Diego. Uh, and lately there have been a lot of posts calling out for community help. And today we have Nina Thompson. She's the director of public relations for the San Diego Humane Society. All of it, every location. Yes. Um, Nina, this is a huge job, <laughs> and we love you already, because if you work with animals, you're a real special person. Um, hoping you can shed some light on the overcrowding problem you guys are experiencing and help us help you. Tell us how the community can help. Hey, thanks for joining us. <laughs> thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, this has actually been one of the toughest years in San Diego Humane Society's history wow. ever. Uh, and Part of that is because of our overcapacity problem. We have been overcapacity this entire year, and we still are overcapacity now. And that is not supposed to happen during the winter months. It's supposed mm. to, or in general terms, we're used to ha it happening in the summer. It's never supposed to happen, but it, it, we're used to being very busy in the summer, and then it, it dies down a little bit, and during the winter months, it, it's quiet. But this year has been like none other. Um, we just have so many dogs, especially in our care, and they keep coming in. And that is a huge problem. Do we know why? why? Is, yeah, why? So we think it has to do with a few different things. Obviously, the pets who come to us can't tell us when they come in stray. We have, <laughs> sure. a, we have a huge uh, amount of animals coming into our shelters every day as stray. And San Diego Humane mm -hmm. Society is the animal services provider for 13 cities in the county. So that means that every stray animal in those 13 cities has to come to us. Okay. And that that separates us from a few of the other shelters uh, because we're just we just serve so many cities. Um, and we are seeing about a 20 percent increase this year in stray dogs not being picked up by their owners. Mm. So that means people are either not looking for their pets or choosing not to pick them up. And that could be attributed possibly to a few different reasons. The economy, we think, has something to do with it. Um, people moving and not being able to bring their pets may be another reason. Um, and then just overall expenses, you know, like inflation, veterinary care is mm -hmm. extremely expensive. Uh, so it's, it's a huge problem right now. So I think like most people, we are scrolling through our feeds and we stop because we see cute dogs and then we read the little message about how you guys are just in dire straits and you need fosters. I'm going to be super honest. I stop every time and I think, oh my God, I totally want to do that. And then something feels overwhelming or my husband will be like, are, okay, every time you say, you say you want to foster a dog, like we will end up with a house full of like 15 dogs that we won't want to let go of. How can you like maybe help us wrap our brain around what does fostering an animal entail? 
So fostering an animal means that you take them out of the shelter for however long that you choose, however long you're able. And that is a break from the shelter, which is so incredibly important for that animal. Because right now, being so over capacity, a dog will sit in half a kennel because we don't have the space to oh, give them a full kennel. Yeah. So if even if you can just take that dog out of their kennel for a weekend, that is a break from the barking, oh, wow. the small enclosure that they're in. And we have a very nice shelter. We're, you know, we're lucky in that sense because there are shelters across the country that look very different than ours. And San Diego's shelters are, are generally very nice. Um, but it still means that that animal is probably sitting in that kennel for 23 hours a day. And if you could take that pet out for a weekend even or a week, that makes such a huge difference for their mental state just to get away from the barking environment um, if, if it's a dog, for example. And then also you may be able to learn something about that pet. You can come back and say, you know, Fluffy was great on walks. He loves to play fetch. You may have gotten some really cute photos that we can use and oh, post yeah. on social media or like little videos that we can post on our social social um, platforms so that somebody else will fall in love with them. And then you choose however long you want to take that pet. And the, the I mean, that is the best part, but we also provide all the resources. You have no financial responsibility. We provide the food, um, any other supplies that are needed. And also if that pet has a medical condition, we are your veterinary resource. So you okay. come to us for anything that happens to that pet, you come to us. And so it is just about creating some space in the shelter, some love for that animal, some mental um, relief from the stressful environment that a shelter uh, just by being over capacity uh, means for that animal. Mm -hmm. So it is life-saving for that pet. If that pet is on the verge of breaking because they've been in the shelter for so long, you can make a huge difference by just taking that animal home for a weekend, a week. It makes a huge difference. Well, and, and this time of year for a lot of people, it's probably better than other times in the sense that at least the kids are out of school, even if you may not have a ton of time off work, you know, everyone kind of gets a little bit more home time, even if it's a few days. So think about, uh, you know, getting in the holiday spirit uh, and, and showing an animal uh, a little bit of, uh, of kindness. Uh, it doesn't sound like it, it, it takes a whole lot. If you love animals anyways, what fun to, to have one for the weekend or the week. And that fostering is huge and we hope people will consider it. Of course, adoption is extra huge because then the, the dog has a home. And, you know, it's funny. We live in this time where people like scolding each other on social media. People say, don't you go out and get a dog just because it's Christmas or the holidays. Well, maybe that's a great time to get a dog. You don't know. Let's not talk to, talk people out of this. The shelters yeah. are full right now. Can you, can you kind of talk to that, that, that warning we've all, that slap on the wrist we've all been given and maybe uh, dis, uh, you know, prove it wrong? There's actually no research that supports that a, a pet who has been given as a gift or adopted as a gift is returned to the shelter any more than any other than oh, any really? other time of year. There is no reason to support that. On the contrary, because sometimes when you're thinking about giving a pet uh, as a gift, you've already kind of prepared whoever the pet is going to. You've thought about it. It's not an impulse decision in so many ways. And so we actually um, we actually 
promote giving animals as a pet, of course, it's a lifetime of responsibility. Of course, you want to make sure that whoever's receiving that pet is ready for um, him or her to be in their lives. But there is no research that supports that that would be a bad decision. Uh, and, and so the holidays, just like you mentioned, you have a little bit of extra time, your, your kids are home, it, it, you have maybe a little bit of that, like, feeling in your heart that you want to give back, it's, it's extra, it's extra special during the holidays. So, um, and, and if you can't, and you don't want to make that permanent uh, uh, commitment, you can certainly bring home a pet and foster and maybe somebody in your community falls in love with that pet because oh, you're out walking that dog point. or you have somebody coming to meet that bunny or guinea pig <laughs> or whatever it is you're able to foster because they don't have to be a big dog. You can foster a rabbit. You can foster a cat, a kitten. So um, it, it just gives that animal different exposure. But definitely, um, obviously, adoption is a big decision. But we do have an adoption guarantee at San Diego Humane Society as well. And there is nothing wrong with bringing back a pet who's not a good fit because we want it to be a good fit for you and we want it to be a good fit for the animal. And sometimes it just takes time to adjust. And if you feel like that's not the right pet for you and you want to come and adopt a different pet, there is no judgment. There is no hard feelings. It is almost like a foster situation where maybe we learn something about that pet and can make a better placement in the future for that animal. In terms of the back to the fostering for a second, how do you match um, potential fosters with the dog, let's say? So there, it goes two ways. We have animals who are really needing foster. They're mentally stressed. They're not doing well. So we can make a call for uh, if you if you uh, let us know that you're interested in fostering, we could say we have these animals who would really benefit. What is your family situation like? What is your time mm -hmm. like? Or you could just go to our website, sdhumane.org slash adopt and look at any pet that you want to and say, I want to foster that pet. And we will have you go through the application process. There's an online training and then you can foster that pet. So it could be either way. You can ask us which pet really needs a break from the shelter, or you can say, I like that pet. I like that dog. Can I foster? And we will say yes. And right now there is a huge need for big dogs just because we're so oh. short on space. Okay. So I could say, I could say to you, I have this old lady pug at home who doesn't love getting messed with. What's a good match to come and spend a few days with her? Exactly. And then we may have another senior dog who just needs a, a warm couch or a warm oh. bed and some love. And so we can make that match. And there are some pets who want to be with humans only. So obviously, if you already have a pet in your home, we wouldn't, we wouldn't give you a, a dog who doesn't play with nice with other dogs, yeah. we would get you a pet friendly dog. So it would be a conversation of what's a good fit for your family. Maybe you maybe you want to get fit during the holidays and you need a hiking buddy or yeah. you want to go on lots of walks to walk to check out holiday decorations. We could make that fit for you as well. That's so cool. I think fostering, you know, it, it could have so many different happy endings. You know, you mentioned, hey, just learning more about the dog. And even if the dog goes back to the shelter, that may help him find a home. I think people sometimes hesitate. Oh, it would be so hard to fall in love with this animal and then, and then part with it. But I don't know. Even as a dog lover myself, I think it would feel pretty amazing to be part of finding that dog their new home. And I feel like that, that would uh, probably be incredibly rewarding as well. And of course... 
you know, the fostering can lead to adoption. And, and, and honestly, what a great way to, to, to find out a perfect match for your family or, or, you know, your situation, you know, maybe it takes a few dogs to find the perfect fit, but it's better for everybody. It's better for the dog as well. Right. Because, you know, sometimes that, if you don't, if you don't know ahead of time and it's a bad fit, it's, it, that's not good for anybody. So it, dude, that's such a good point. I didn't really think about that. Like we've never been sure if our dog would be cool with having a second dog in the house, you know? And I'm like, I don't know. It could go one of two ways. She could, you know, have a companion and it'll perk her up or maybe she will want to rip their head off. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> it could go either way, but that's a great way to find out. It is a great way to find out. And it, it is just, you're just doing something that's so good for the animal, even if you're just taking the pet out of the shelter for a short period of time. Um, of course, all introductions take a little bit of time, especially with dogs. So you want to, if you want to set them up for success, you want to make that introduction slowly, maybe keep them apart in the very beginning so that there isn't uh, a scuffle that happens early for no reason at all. Um, but yes, exactly. We have fosters who end up adopting, but we also have fosters who know how much good they're doing for the shelter. So they just keep fostering. They keep fostering. Anytime that there's a new assignment, they say, I can do it. Or now's not a good time. Like if maybe you have a vacation, you bring the pet back to us. And then when you come back, you can take that pet back into foster. We have pets who've been in foster homes for more than a year. Wow. Oh my gosh. It's like a little foster pet library. You just, you check one in, you check one out. <laughs> it's it's almost it. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I, I will say my dog, uh, Bucky, came home as a foster around this time of year several years ago. Fail. And by, by Christmas, uh, that was the way he transitioned to being our dog. It was under the tree. There was a collar saying, we're going to keep Bucky. So you, you, you could foster around this time of year and then uh, end up having a pretty amazing holiday if you, you find a great match. It does happen. Next thing you know, Bucky was in some uh, footy pajamas. Yeah. He was, he was in the Christmas card. Living life. <laughs> and okay, let's just, one last thing. If you cannot foster, even though you might want to, how about just volunteer um, volunteer uh, options at the various humane societies all over San Diego? Yeah, San Diego Humane Society has endless volunteer opportunities. It doesn't matter if you like small pets, big pets. We have horses, pigs in Escondido. Uh, we have, you know, dogs at four of our campuses, uh, Oceanside, Escondido, El Cajon, and San Diego. We have wildlife in Ramona. Um, so it doesn't matter what you choose. You're making a difference for animals in terms of volunteering. And even if you don't formally volunteer with us, if you could just share a post on your social media about a pet who's available for adoption at San Diego Humane Society, that exposes that animal into maybe a whole new audience group that we don't even have. So if you can share those posts or share our messages, that is one way to help out too if you don't feel like you have time to formally volunteer. But there are so many positions from hands-on animal care to just greeting guests who are coming to our campus to cleaning to folding laundry. It, there's endless opportunities. Right now we're asking for people who can write uh, adoption profiles to kind of uh, make sure that our pets are represented really well uh, online. That's another opportunity. So they're endless. Endless. And, and, and so the options are fostering, adopting, or other uh, uh, other volunteering. There's one place to go for all of these these things, right? 
all of these things we have listed on our website, sdhumane.org slash volunteer. We are also a nonprofit. So if you can support us by donating even just, you know, $5 right now, there's a match for the holidays. So $5 becomes $10 for us. Um, we take in 40,000 animals every single year. Oh, That's a lot gosh. of animals. Wow. We have about 1,500 in our care right now. And so- Oh my gosh. Um, we're based on donations. Our care is based on donations. So there's so many ways to support the animals at San Diego Humane Society. Well, we thank you so much for what you do. The dogs, so many dogs are helped by it and, and so many people uh, eventually as well when they bring these dogs home. So thank you so much. And thanks for taking the time to join us to spread the word. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.